Ephesians chapter 2, season 2. Praise the Lord. And today, I want to focus on the fact that the believer has been, uh, uh, <clears throat> the believer is no longer a sinner. The, the believer has been delivered from the power of sin. The believer no longer have a sinful nature, regardless of his or her shortcomings. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bible. So Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to read 1 and 2. And uh, think... I'm trying to do some, put some stunts today and to cover as many verses as possible. So by faith, I want us to read up until verse 4. By faith that I get there. Amen. Praise God. Let's do it. So Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 from the New King James Version. It reads, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once worked, walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all, we all once walk, conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Let's, let's, take it off. let's take it further. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. In bracket, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. That is the point I'm hoping I will stop today, but let's see how this goes. Amen. So last week I stopped on um, I stopped with I stopped I stopped at verse one. So I want to continue from verse two today. The Bible says, "In which you once walked." So connected to the previous verse, it said, "And you and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world." world. So Verse 2 is a continuation of verse 1. So, but verse 1 talked about trespasses and sin. Trespasses being unknown sin and sin being what you, the wrongs we, you and I intentionally do. And, and the Bible says we were dead, right? We were dead, which means we do not have the power to help ourselves. We've lost, you know, we, that's, that's, I think that's a bit more, the, the most precise way I can, descri I can describe it at this point. We cannot help ourselves because a dead person is dead, right? You know, that is your identity. That is your embodiment. We're dead in it. So talking about the dead also from the spiritual point of view is that we're spiritually dead. We, don't, we, don't, we did not have a connection with the Father. You know, I tried to explain to us last week that you know, salvation, it comes with the gift of eternal life for us to be reconciled to the Father, right? Jesus came to give us, he died to give us the eternal life. Eternal, and the Bible says that when Jesus was raised, it was raised to life to go, Romans chapter 6. So, the, uh, everyone previously were dead in trespasses and sins. So, they were spiritual, we were all spiritually dead, right? So, the Bible says we're dead in trespasses and sins. In which we once walked. Now, when it says we once walked, it means we once conducted our conducted ourselves. Right? In which we once conducted conducted ourselves 
according to the course of this world. When you say course there, it means, uh, I put it, I defined it as organized path. According to the course, course there means organized path, which means uh, mode of action or behavior, habits, desires. So when the Bible says we once conducted ourselves, it means we lived according to the course of this world. And the world there, we're talking about the system that Satan has created. Satan's system. So every, um, everyone, who is not, who is, everyone who is not a believer today is whining and dining in the system of Satan, in the kingdom of Satan. I'm going to get into more details shortly. So we were dead in trespasses and sins. We couldn't help ourselves, right? Because we're dead Separated from God, spiritual, spiritual death, because though we were, we were and are still alive physically, if you can hear me, right? I'm sure the dead are not hearing my voice in the grave. They might be, but if you're watching me, and I'm not sure the dead can see me except their spirit, right? So if you, can, if you can see me and if you can hear me, it means you are alive. But the Bible says that you were dead in trespasses and sins, right? Sorry, guys, I'm going to be switching because the, the Bible on my screen is um, he's a bit far from me. So I, when I find it difficult to read that one, I'll read the one on my phone. Right, so I say, you made our life we were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once, con- once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So I want us to bear certain things in mind because some people might not be able to, may, may not listen to this message to the end. So please bear in mind the first line of verse 1 of chapter 2. Say, so you made alive. So which means you've been resurrected. You were resurrected with Christ Jesus. You have been made alive. You now have the gift of God in you. You now have eternal life. You now have access to God. But before you were made alive in Christ Jesus, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And if you look, if you look at this, this is written in the past tense. And many of us were not born, all of us, none of us were born over 2,000 years ago when, when Jesus, you know, died for us and was raised from the dead. You know, when people have this mindset of, you know, there's this argument about once saved, forever saved. So, you know, there's this mindset, there's this argument of, you know, when a person sins, they will go to hell. And there are conversations and controversy around the fact that a believer may end up in hell. But watch this. If your action could not help you secure salvation, how can your action make you lose salvation? And I was hosting a family and someone said to me, and I was talking about the fact that, and I don't mean this disrespectfully or offensively in case they're watching this message. You know, they were talking about the fact that, you know, some things that were captured in the book of Revelations. And I said, you know what, when I don't understand something in the Bible, I put it on the shelf, I put it in my mind, but if I don't understand, I just put it, I lay it aside and I focus on, you know, understanding my identity in Christ Jesus, understanding my purpose, understanding what God wants me to do. But the stories and history and, and you know, accounts in the Old Testament, many of it, many of it, many of us will not understand. So they went for that, they went to the book of Revelation and they said something and they said, you know, Pastor Sunday, this is what the Bible calls being coward, cowardice. And the Bible says all cowards will, will go to hell. <laughs> you know, I smiled and like, my response was this. Many of us, many of us will find out later in life, maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years time, 
that all along we've been a coward. So which means we are all qualified for hell. If they are thinking, I will go to hell because as how they see it, because I choose to lay some things aside that I don't understand, that will, then I will end up in hell. You know, there are many lazy people. There are, even, there are many lazy pastors. There are many coward pastors. All of us to some extent, to a very much extent, regarding what thing, the things that God has called us to do, we, we struggle with some feeling of cowardice. And that's why Paul said to Timothy, you have 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, he said, the spirit you have received is not, it's, it's not, according to Amplified Version, the spirit you have received is not the spirit of cowardice. It's a spirit of timidity. Rather, Paul encouraged Timothy to, flan, to fan into flame the, his gifting. The gift of God in him, his giftings, his talent, his anointing, the grace of God upon his life. Right? So if Paul sends some kind of timidity in um, what's his name? In Timothy, Paul finds some uh, finds some kind of timidity in Timothy and encouraged him so that he can fulfill his purpose. So what makes some person think that even, even if I thought I was feeling like a coward, that I would go to hell? It's not right. So no matter, what, no matter what you feel or how you feel, no matter your shortcomings, right, your shortcomings can never or will never take you to hell. Because when Jesus died for you, you were still a sinner. Like I said earlier on, that the blessings of God, the redemptive work of Christ are in past tense. Jesus died for you you know, God loved you even while you were still a sinner. And the Bible makes us to understand that God, through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, made you alive together with him. So, Jesus, God did the res- redemptive work in advance. So, if the redemptive work of mankind was done in advance, even before you and I were born, so what makes us think that after we're born and we know Christ, our shortcomings God will not forgive us and he will send us to hell. That thinking does not sound like somebody who is applying spiritual intelligence. Amen. Believers must learn to listen. And I, I would say, and I, I understand what, you know, what many of these people are kind of saying. And I can, I can authoritatively tell you that many of those folks were, are regurgitating what some men of God they have confidence in have taught or women have taught them. They themselves have not dug, dug into the word of God to receive from the Lord. Because the word of God is one, the Bible is one. God will, God will never contradict himself. So if some, if some of us believe that your shortcomings will not take you to hell, rather God is working in you and working with you for you to become more like Christ. And some people say, when you sin, you have qualified yourself for hell. Just hope that you will make it to heaven. Now, if we have a kind of division in the body of Christ, it clearly tells me, according to my own understanding, so, so one party must be wrong. And most people that will tell you that you go to hell, they'll go to the book of Revelation and they go to the Old Testament. Old Testament. Ask, ask them that when in the life of Jesus, they did focus on hell and talk about sending people to hell, ask them and they'll tell you, are we all right? Are we thinking? I've confronted certain people who tend to challenge me on, on certain topics. And when I brought the matter of Jesus to the table, you can clearly see that with all due respect, they are not, I, we need to question their salvation. Because they clearly differentiated Jesus from God. 
You know, when, when I brought up Jesus to the, to, to the table, like, you know, show me what did Jesus say about this situation? They kicked Jesus aside. So it, then I need to ask them, so are you actually saved at all? Because the Bible says, the Bible, uh, the Bible says, and you shall know, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you continue in my word, my word, Jesus said, whatsoever I've seen me, I've seen the Father. Myself and my Father are one. So if you are claiming any kind of Christianity that is different from what Jesus taught you, who, the person who died for you taught you, the person who came to explain the scriptures to you, then you are not a genuine Christian. It's as simple as that. And I'm saying this to my church family so that they can be confident in their understanding and their position as children of God. Let no one out there confuse you. Sometimes you are not able to, many of us, maybe some of you guys, sometimes you don't have many volumes of scriptures to, uh, to secure or to hold your position. But some people, because they've embedded their mind with all manner of junk, misinterpretation of scripture, they come and try to harass you. Now, I want to speak to you and I tell you with all authority, anyone who comes to harass you with the Bible is not operating by the Spirit of God. I repeat, I repeat, all teenagers, listen to me. Anyone who comes to you and try to harass you and intimidate you with the Bible and try to control you, suppress you, they are not operating by the Spirit of God. And you need to understand that. And you should stop listening to them because if you can get them to... Sorry, guys. I need to do some cosmetic adjustment here. Yeah. Uh, half yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I look fine? Where is Tenny? Uh, do I look better now? My lips look nicer now. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Praise God. F fantastic. You know, if I did this many years ago, I'll feel like, I'll feel so condemned, like, uh, you know, you're not serious. Because there's some men of God that they, they, Jesus is Lord. You know, I really feel for many Christians who are attending some, who are attending some mega churches where condemnation is the order of the day. Many of these Christians are so stressed, their marriages are falling apart because they cannot even be themselves and just be free in the house of the Lord because of this men of God. And I've been under one or two of such ministries and I know what I'm saying. Being in, in my entire Christian life and Christian journey, being in those ministries was the most, one of the most horrible, you know, depressive, I'm looking for more words to describe it, one of the most, most, most I, need to, I need English here, one of the most depressive, I, I, I'll, I'll keep it at depressive, but I'm looking for strong words. It, so, it, it, it was so bad that, and these are mega churches who do, who do like, Thousands on a Sunday. It took leaving those churches before I actually found Christ and started developing a quality relationship with God. And you can pick it in the spirit of many members of those churches. When they come around you, there's oppression, there's intimidation. They do not operate by the spirit of God. We are children of God. And we should enjoy our fellowship with God. If you are in a position whereby you feel like running away from God, we should question your understanding and knowledge about the love of God for you. Amen. Praise God. Let's carry on. So, the, so I'm, I was trying to help us understand that the, the redemptive work of Christ was done in advance before many of us, all of us were born, right? And if that work was done for you in the hope that, 
in advance in the hope that when you are born, when you grow, to, when you mature, when when you grow to the age of accountability, you will receive the goodness and the kindness of of God in the person of Jesus. If that work was done for you for you many thousands of years before you were born, so what makes you think there's one sin that you have committed that will be so great that God will that will send you to hell? Amen. I'm trying to follow the order of my notes because I really want, I, 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 I'm in a preaching mode this morning. But let me, let me try to teach this morning. Let's do it. So the Bible says, in, so I, I try to help us understand that we should be in mind the first line of, the, of that verse. The Bible says, you, he has made alive who, you were, who was dead in trespasses and sins. Right. And you conducted yourself or you walked according to the course of this world. And I'm saying that every sinner, everyone who is not born again, Right, they are they are operating in the system of the world. Uh, that is not complete. That's not a complete statement yet. I'm going to complete it shortly. Right. So when we are not born again, we're working. We are conducting our life according to the system of the world, according to the leading of Satan, because he's our God. We're bound by our flesh. Now, so I said, course, course, course in that verse means mode of action, behavior. Now, we're bound by habits and desires. That we could not break on our own. The Bible says we were dead. We couldn't help ourselves. So we were dead in trespasses and sin. Now, it was our nature to live in sin. Now, the, the second part of what I, was, what I was saying earlier on is this. I think I also mentioned last week. So, sinners, people were by nature children of wrath. Right? They live and conduct themselves according to the pattern of the world. According to the systems of Satan, right? The systems of the world governed by Satan. But unfortunately, many Christians who do not understand that they are new creature are still conducting themselves. Many of us, sometimes we still conduct ourselves according to the systems of the world, according to the course of the world, right? We still yield to those desires, sinful desires. And there's no condemnation this morning. I'm not trying to condemn anyone here. I'm only bringing to our attention that we, many of us do not realize that when you are born again, you're a new creature and you're not supposed to keep living a life of sin, giving yourself to sin because what you keep doing to yourself is that you are are claiming allegiance to Satan's slavery. You are declaring yourself Though saved by Jesus, you are declaring yourself to be a slave of Satan. And Romans chapter 6, verse 15 and 16 tells us that. So I'm challenging every believer, anyone who, know, who believe in Jesus Christ, who believe that Jesus died for their sins and he was raised from the dead for their justification. He died for the forgiveness of your sins. If you actually believe that and you believe that Jesus is God come in the flesh, it means that you are truly born again. Now I am bringing it to your attention that you are a new creature and you should no longer conduct yourself or walk according to the course of this world. Amen. It's a word of encouragement. Inside of you now is a nature, the nature of God, and it's not a nature that can sin. I'm not talking about your soul. I'm talking about your spirit. Amen. The Bible also says, according to the prince of the power of the air. So there are behavioral patterns that the enemy and the teachings and the way of behave, ways or manners of be and behaviors that are of Satan that you know are kind of like configured in the systems of the world, you know, jealousy, envy, anger, you know, um, throwing people under the bus, all those kind of things. They are 
they are the behavior of the world. They are, they are the teachings and inspirations of Satan to keep people bound to sin, sexual immorality. Name it. Anything that is contrary to love, anything that focuses on self, self-pleasure at the detriment of other people. And some people will say the kind of sexual sin that I commit does not harm other people. It's not true because when you are committing, committing sexual sin, right, you are giving yourself to Satan. And at that point in time, you are not sensitive to God or to the need of the members of the family of God. So even when God is speaking to you, I want you to pray for this person. I want you to check on this person. But because you are so engrossed in self-pleasure and sin, right, you cannot yield to the leading of the Holy Ghost. So it might seem to you that you are not harming anyone, but you are hurting a lot of people because God did not create you for self-pleasure. He created you to be a blessing, to be, to be a blessing to people, to be a representative of him. He put, he put his creative ability on the inside of you. Amen. So there's no such thing as I'm living my life this way, self-pleasure, just myself, self-love in quote, all kind of stuff. No, you are called and created to be a blessing to other people. Amen. So those are the cause of this word. And the Bible says, according to what? According to the prince of the power of the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. This is where it gets exciting. Just pay attention and stay with me, please. Say, according to the prince of the power of the air, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. And when we say air there, we mean atmosphere. I'll give you the Greek, the Greek word, A-E-R. It means atmosphere around the earth. Some people say, why do bad things happen to good people? Why didn't God stop a man was going to sexually harass a girl. And it bothers me that people only mention God, they don't mention devils. And the other question I also try to ask them is, why is God controlling you? And if God was controlling you, would you like it? None of us like to be controlled. Some people like it. right? But God is not a, con- God is not a controller. He has given you a will to exercise the power of choice to choose what you want to do. And don't forget, Satan is the God of this world, according to the 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. So there are, there are demons in the atmosphere. There are demons in the atmosphere. And do, I'm not trying to scare anyone this morning. So the degree to which demons operate in your life is the degree to which you invite them. So when you begin to do the things uh, when you begin to conduct yourself in the manner of the world, according to, to the course of this world, you begin to interact and engage with demons. Unclean spirit. And they will walk through you. They will walk in you. Even you as a believer, they can occupy your body and use you against other believers. That is the truth. Legitimate truth. As many of us may have at some point re- remember, at some point in our life, have probably done something that we're thinking, what came over me? But I can tell you, I mean, we did, when we did some negative things, but I can tell you what came over you by tracking back to the kind of thoughts that has been seeping into your mind up until that time. Those evil and negative thoughts that have been seeping into your mind that you did not take control of were influenced by demons. It was demons speaking to you. It is the power of the air that was speaking to you. And because you did not shut them down, 
stand against them with the word of God, you know, they, keep, they kept gaining access to your mind and giving you more inspiration until one day they kind of hijack you and then use you to do what you're not supposed to do. That's why anger is a very dangerous thing for anybody to uh, entertain or embody or keep in their mind. It will lead you to do wicked and evil things that you should not do. I'm hinting a few things here. People will go feed their mind on sexual immorality, whatever variation or dimension it is. What is happening to you? Demons are inspiring you and they are taking you somewhere. They are, what? they are taking you somewhere. So the more you allow the devil to feed your mind or to inspire you to go and watch nude photos, all kind of stuff, and go to some bad places, some dingy places, some dodgy places, as long as... The more you give yourself to those inspirations, the more demons can, can occupy you, inspire you, and they will get you to a point whereby you are so emotionally engrossed and they will push you to do what they want you to do. So when the Bible tells us do not sin, do not give yourself to sexual immorality, do not do this, do not do that, it is for your own good because the, de- the Bible does not want, the de- God does not want you to yield your will and your power to the devil and get him to use you against other people and ultimately destroy your own self. So when people say, why do bad things happen to good people? Why did God allow that man to rape that girl? Why did God? No, it wasn't God. The person was yielding, the perpetrator or the offender was yielding their mind to, to demon-inspired inspirations. And they, they entertained them so much until, they, feel, until they, they were able to penetrate their mind, their will, and their emotions. Their mind, their emotion, and their will such that they started doing what they ought not to do. Amen. So Satan is what is the prince of the power of the air. So when the Bible says, according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, it's talking about Satan. We were once dead. When we were not saved, Satan was our ruler. He was the one giving us inspiration. Unfortunately, our mind, some, uh, our mind to a very much extent, still have deposit and residue of those inspiration. And that's why now that we are born again, the Bible says we should renew our mind. We should change the way we think. So the believers should not see themselves as a sinner. Regardless of what they are going through, their shortcomings. Amen. The Bible says, who now walks in the sons of disobedience? I really like this. Who now walks in the sons of disobedience? I know parents. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, help me here. Okay, let's, I'll read that verse 2 into, in, uh, complete again. So, uh, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, we undo that, according to the prince of the power of the air, we're talking about uh, Satan, the spirit who now walks. Somebody say walks. He walks. So Satan walks in unbeliever. So unbelievers may say things like, you know, I'm fine. You know, I don't need God. I don't need Jesus in my life. You know, I'm, uh, no. See, every unbeliever, Satan is walking in them, actively walking. Anyone who is not not a believer, Satan is what? Walking in them. The Bible says, who now walks in the sons of disobedience? Let Let me take you through it. Now, disobedience there, the Greek word there means the condition of being unpersuadable. Unpersuadable, right? Basically, disobedience, that disobedience refers to people who refuse to receive salvation, receive Jesus. Disobedience here refers to people who reject 
the good news. They refuse to obey God with respect to salvation. Disobedience does not, here is not, not referring to your child, your son or your daughter who is not doing, who is rebelling or not, not doing the things he or she is meant to do. So when some people go and lead prayer, prayer meetings against rebellious children, which sometimes some parents are the instigator of the rebellion because of their carelessness. And I'm not trying to judge anyone's parents in here. You know, m- you know, parents can only give the best they have. But there's some parents that because of their selfishness, because of the title they want to get in their church, they neglect their family because they want to be famous and known in church. So such people, because their, their children see them as hypocrites, because they are intentionally not living the lifestyle that no, they're not living according to the word of God intentionally. So such people, they will go, they will start a prayer meeting and say, we pray for all our children who are rebelling. You know, we cast out the spirit of disobedience in them. The, the, the Bible says uh, the, the power that, uh, you know, uh, the Satan who works in the, in, in, the, in the sons of disobedience. No, 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 that, that, that's not it. People should go and fix their home. Go and get educated. Go and get knowledge. Jesus Christ, Lord help me. The Holy Spirit says some of you need to leave, some, some, many of you need to go leave that church so that you can destroy that, that, that flesh. You can, you, you can destroy that, that, that greed, that selfishness, that self-centeredness that wants to ruin the life of your children. Satan is not, disobedience in that regard is not what we're talking about here. So anybody using this one as prayer point for their children, you're just wasting your time. Because here we're talking about people who have rejected the good news. Amen. So th- I said, I, I have a note here. I said, disobedience here does not refer to stubborn children. You're stubborn children. Don't go binding and casting out, uh, casting spirit out of your kids. If you do, let me know how it is going for you. And I laughed. Let me read it out again. Disobedience here does not refer to your stubborn children. Don't go binding and casting spirit out of your kids. If you do, let me know how it's going for you. And I laughed. I actually put an emoji, emoji there. Let me know how it's going. You've gone for all of all kinds of meetings. Let's come and pray for our children. Special meeting. You bring one woman from Nigeria to lead prayer for your children, to pray against disobedience. How is it going? <laughs> Jesus. Amen. I was trying to say that the working, of sat- the working of Satan or demons in people is not always obvious. It's not always what? Obvious. The fact that someone is not hijacked, somebody is not vibrating and convulsing under demonic spell does not mean that they are not, um, that the enemy is not working in them. The Bible says if a person is not saved, Satan is at work in them. He's probably the one, most likely the one, that is working in them, inspiring them, hardening their hearts so that they don't receive the gospel. And that is why we need to learn to use our power, our authority in Christ Jesus to bind the activities of Satan who is speaking to the mind of unbelievers. So when you go witnessing, when you go evangelizing, remember you need to pray because Satan is working in the unbelievers. Sometimes he will remind them of a church hurt or how, how a person who is not a genuine pastor treated their mother or their father or how their father was due by fake pastors wolves in sheep clothing and because they don't know better they reject anything christ because they've seen abuse but the abuse was were not from genuine christians we're not from believers you see how the devil works 
He will do everything possible to ensure that those people reject the faith. And that's why no, no believer, no evangelist should go out there and preach hell to people. It is wrong. Yes, if a person is not saved, they will go to hell. Right? But the fact that hell that we're talking about is not because of their actions, so to say. It's because they do not have the nature of Christ inside of them. People's actions don't take them to hell. It is their refusal of Jesus which leads to them not having the nature of Jesus that will make them spend eternity with Satan in hell. God is not sending anyone to hell. Satan is meant for hell. Hell is meant for Satan. But as many that carry the nature of Satan will end up in hell with him. People's actions don't take them to hell. Don't tell people that because they are fornicators, they are adulterers, they are uh, homosexual, they are this. Don't say that they will go to hell because, they, because of their action. People's actions don't take them to hell. It's like you are trying to tell a dog to stop barking, to stop speaking human language. You start speaking with human voice. No, if you don't take the nature of a dog out of him and put a human nature in, in it, Right, the dog cannot speak. Amen. Don't try to tell a dog to behave like a chicken or a cat. No, that is not its DNA or, or that is not its configuration. So everyone who is not born again, they have the the nature of the devil. The, have I gotten there? Let me let me let me take it for that. Now, verse 3 says, Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. Watch this. We all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. Giving us an example. Lust of our flesh. And when you say lust of the flesh, don't think of sexual immorality alone. All your selfishness. Every unkind walk. Right? Lust of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. We did not have the mind of Christ at that time. We had the mind of the devil. Every unsaved person is naturally wired to sin. Am I making any sense? Everyone who is not saved is naturally, spiritually wired to sin. So if you want, to, if you want people to change their actions, you start by changing their nature. And how a person can live right is by receiving a nature that is not a sinful nature. Amen. So everyone who goes out there telling people that you will end up in hell, change your behavior, change your ways, I can guarantee that majority of them do not know what salvation is. Even they themselves, possibly they are not saved. I wish many unbelievers are watching this so that we can educate them to differentiate between the true Christian and people who claim to be Christian. Because if unbelievers can differentiate between true Christians and fake Christians, I think we'll have more peace in the world. Amen. And please don't join this social media movement that will, that will share pictures and videos that look at what they did to this man who was preaching the gospel. What was he preaching? I'm not saying, because I know a guy who preaches the gospel and some guys tried to harass him and the police got involved, kind of stopping Milton Keynes. Well, and I asked him, okay, what were you teaching and things like that? And he showed, shared with me what he was teaching. And they were fantastic. So that, those ones, there are some guys who, who teach the right gospel, right? Who teach the gospel. But, some, but there are many who do not know what the gospel is. 
So if you go on the street and you hear anything hell, that's not the gospel. The, because those people are trying to get people to change their behavior. So watch this. So if the so-called evangelist goes, enters a place, and the people are acting like a Christian, and they say they are Christian, in his own mind, they are truly saved. People can, people can claim to be Christian. People, anybody can say, yes, I'm a Christian, just so that you have peace. And some of them can even quote the Bible because they were born in into the church. But they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe in anything about Christ. No, but they go to church. Or sometimes we ask people, are you saved? They say, I'm Catholic. But, but if, when they are completing a form in the workplace, they will be Christian, isn't it? And some of them, because they've had the Bible read to them, it is in their mind. They can recite the Bible. So an evangelist who is equating human confession and behavior and behavior to being saved will enter such place and, and in his mind we say all oh, these people are saved because you are looking at their behavior. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10, say, it's with the heart that man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. People have to believe in their heart and confess. Many people say they speak, but they don't believe in their heart. But believing comes before confession. Amen. I'm tempted, I'm tempted to go into the book of Romans chapter 10, but um, time is up. Permit me. Help. People are not sleeping in the house of the Lord this morning because I know, yes, we, we, woke up very, we woke up very early to pray, but that does not mean that you should sleep. I can't see anybody sleeping, but I hope you're not sleeping. You're not staying at me. And, <laughs> Father, you woke up at 5 o'clock, yes? Uh -huh. Praise the Lord. Some of us have not, have not gone back to sleep. <laughs> because we can't go back to sleep. You say, hey, Pastor, that is you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't worry, the 21 days early morning prayer will soon end. We have like 10 days to go, right? Amen. I think we'll, we'll move our prayer meetings to Sunday morning, 5 a.m. Who is looking? How are you guys looking? I'm looking and watching your face. Can I see everybody's face? Uh -huh. Yes, yes, saying yes. <laughs> Uh, until they get into their best father, Pastor, Pastor, oh, Pastor, you said it was Tuesday, now you say it's, it's Sunday. Amen. I see everything what a lot of you do in your room. Um, you know, the, the, the meditations of your heart, the Lord reveals to me in my chamber. Hallelujah. <laughs> I got to shut down there, guys. Amen. So we'll take it from there next, uh, next week. So I was, what I was trying to explain to us there in chapter 3 is that we're slaves to, we're slaves to sin back in the day, you know, before we were saved. And... Um, we were, by, the Bible says, by nature, we we're children of wrath, which means we were not, our, the, sin, the sin, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the mind, you know, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind that the Bible talks about there. We were doing those things because by nature, we we're children of wrath. Right? Our actions was not what gave us that, our action was not what changed our nature. It was our nature that produced our actions. Amen. And uh, next week, I'll go into verse 4 where it, the Bible talks about, but God was rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we're dead in trespasses, made us alive, to get, made us alive together with Christ. And you, we, uh, I would like us to connect this back to the very first verse that you, he had made alive with Christ, who was dead in trespasses and sins. Amen. I just want to trust God that everyone will have a good understanding of this and be able to walk in the reality of this. Uh, though many people think they... Many people think they understand it, but no. You know, when the Bible talks about nature, it's talking about the essential characteristics and qualities of a person. When you say nature, that is who you are. That is your identity. That is the core of your being. 
Amen. So by nature, by in our core, in our our essence, our essence, right? Our 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 core character, our core behavior, our core person. Uh, by nature, children of wrath. Amen. Children of disobedience. Children doomed for, you know, eternal separation from God. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we thank you for this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we thank you for your word that's come to us. And Father, we pray that, you know, these words we've received from you this morning, uh, that our hearts will receive them with clarity and understanding. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that the words planted in our hearts will bear fruit and the fruit will remain in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, as we go on this journey this year. We pray that we have a fantastic start, you know, in this January. And the remaining 11 months of the year will be, will be kind of months of harvest, seeing the manifestation and the result of the words planted in our hearts and the prayers we've been saying uh, since this year began in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.